I'm so glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with advice and information that empowers you to make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, it's been clear that the big three cell phone companies are looking to run the price up on you a lot. I want to talk about ways you can fight back that are actually really easy. And also, you hear about second opinions or additional opinions when you're getting uh, some kind of medical procedure or you're um, getting worked under your home or worked under your car or whatever. It's one of those things that we hear about, we don't really do it well. And I want to talk about why it's valuable in your life. But right now, I want to talk about T-Mobile. It's growing faster than any other cell phone company in the country. AT&T growing. Verizon struggling, trying to come up with a new image in the marketplace. In fact, I just saw one of those advertising marketing articles about how Verizon has spent the last, I think, five years trying to figure out who it is and what it is. And so these companies now facing just the three of them, the three stooges, still what we had before, which was four national players, they've been pushing prices up. And they're going to keep pushing them up. And T-Mobile maybe has been the most aggressive of trying to push prices up on people that were in older, cheaper plans. And so if you feel like you only have these three to choose from, think again. The market has changed. Now, originally, I was really excited that there was going to be this fourth player that's owned by the guy who owns Dish Network. And so far, they haven't been able to get any traction. I'm hoping that at some point they will, building out a national network, and they're going to be able to come in. They're always price aggressive. The guy who founded it, named Charlie Ergen, they're very price-oriented. And I'm hoping at some point they will become the aggressive fourth national player that was promised. So far, it's a big yawn. They're charging, by the way, I should tell you, they charge $25 a month, unlimited everything on a 5G cell phone plan called Boost Infinite. The marketing of it, though, has been abysmal, and the uptake rate around the country just isn't there. But you know who has come out of nowhere to make a big difference? The cable monsters. My goodness. I mean, I have spent my entire career being upset with the cable monsters. In this area, they're doing a great thing for your wallet. And people are signing up for it like mad from the cable operators. The two biggest, Comcast and Charter, are signing up people by the millions for their cell phone plans. And listen what they've done that's just ingenious. Okay, so when you sign up for internet service with one of the cable monopolies, and you're paying them this huge money for internet service at your house, part of your contract says they get to use piggyback on your internet connection for free. 
So what the cable monsters have done is just beyond genius. It's something I talked about like 10 years ago that was being done in parts of Asia. So what they do is they grab that internet signal from people's houses and run their cell phone service off of their internet backbone they put through all the neighborhoods where they're wired. That's why they only market in markets where they have the cable monopoly. And they're, I'm telling you, they're getting huge take up because their rates are so much cheaper than from the big three. So what happens when you're not in their service territory? They then turn around and buy capacity from their very competitors. So for you as a consumer, it's seamless. If you're a longtime listener to me, you know who figured this out in the United States. It was a company called Republic Wireless. Remember, Krista, when I used to talk about Republic Wireless from Research Triangle, North Carolina? Mm -hmm. They were pioneering geniuses, and they ended up selling out to who knows who, and I guess that brand doesn't might exist. I don't even know. But they paved the path that Comcast and Charter and now the smaller Cox, and I'm sure others are going to do it as well, where they are offering you, if you are their captive in one of their cable monopoly markets, don't ignore the offers you're receiving for cell phone service because it may reduce your individual bill or family bill by a very large amount, bringing for a family plan at least $1,000 a year back into your pocket. Who couldn't use a spare $1,000? Now, I'm not even talking about all the other companies that we write about on Clark.com that are offering phenomenal deals that are no names. And what I love is so many people are now open to going to one of these no names that are offering cell phone service. Survey that was done recently found, oh, first of all, the Comcast thing, 11% of their customers have switched from one of the big three to Comcast in their service territories. That's fantastic. And 30% of people are very likely to consider switching from one of the big brand name cell phone companies to one of the no names, the types we write about in our briefings on Clark.com. It's your money. You don't have to let your pocket get picked by these big three cell phone carriers who every morning get up trying to figure out how to pick more dollars from your pocket. Don't let them do it. We do have a special shortcut. It's Clark.com slash best phone plans if you want to see that content. And it really is awesome. How do you know all these things? Sally, our managing editor, tells me what to say. Okay, Mike in North Carolina says, I recently received some coupons in the mail addressed to the Miller family, but the Miller family does not live at my house. (laughs) This mail out was a welcome to the area mailing. And while it was probably just a mistake, it makes me wonder about the possibility of somebody selling my house and I wouldn't even know about it until later, maybe transferring the title, for instance. Is that something to be concerned about or just a rare occurrence? And I'll say, Clark, Weekly, we get questions from people scared about yeah. their title and should they buy title lock insurance. Right, right. So first of all, meet the Millers. We're the Millers. They're not <laughs> showing up at your door. Federal Witness Protection Program. 
You know that reference, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so this is something that happens to a lot of us. I get stray mail to our address, what I call UFOs. If it's just a single one-off, Mike, like you got, I wouldn't worry about it. If you start regularly seeing things addressed to the Miller family showing up to your address and maybe even, you know, first and last name of, you know, people named Miller, then you want to immediately contact your, it's typically your county office that handles real estate titles and make sure there's nothing funny going on. And more and more counties offer a registry for free where you can register to receive notice if there's anything happening with the title on your house, anyone uh, doing an application for a home equity line of credit or anything like that, anything going on with a potential sale, whatever. So the pitches for the title lock kind of stuff, I don't recommend because it's such a rare crime, but I do recommend that all of us check with our county to see if they do in fact offer a notification service. It's a smart thing for them to do because they don't want to end up in these messy court cases that follow a thief trying to steal ownership of your home. As to who they're usually targeting, let me tell you, they're not targeting you, Mike. Who they're targeting is if they see a house that's looking decrepit, maybe abandoned, and they're going to check to see, oh, maybe it's an older resident who has died or moved into assisted living or something, home paid for, those are the ones they're targeting trying to steal. Eric in Massachusetts says, are HSAs, Roth IRAs, and Roth 401ks sheltered from state income taxes as they are from federal taxes? Eric, okay, this is so cool. This is a question no one has ever asked me ever, ever. So let's deal first with Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks. To my knowledge, they are exempt from state tax everywhere. No issue with those. HSAs, on the other hand, there's a tiny number of states that tax HSA funds. All right, it's California, nation's most populous state. New Jersey, that taxes everything. I don't know if you've been in New Jersey, but when you get on the New Jersey Turnpike, not only do you pay a a toll on the turnpike. They also charge you a breathing fee per minute you're on the turnpike. I mean, New Jersey is so tax crazy in love. And then the third one is Alabama taxes the money that's in there. And, um, but not Taxachusetts, where Eric not lives. Not Taxachusetts. <laughs> All right. Elizabeth in Missouri says, please warn consumers on the super cheap forever stamps. They are fake, mostly made in China, USPS is implementing scanning to see if stamps are legitimate, but in most cases, they are fake and cannot be used. And these are being sold all over the place. The number one conduit was Amazon.com, but I don't even think they're listed for sale on Amazon anymore, but they are widely being sold on the internet. They look pretty much like a representation of a U.S. forever stamp of various styles. They are totally bogus. And the Postal Service has enough problems already without delivering first-class mail for free. And I'm glad to know that they have this scanning technology. And I wonder if any of the forever stamps 
that we have are also bogus. I got mine at Costco, so I think they're probably okay. Yeah, Costco, I wouldn't worry about. I did years ago buy, before a price increase, I bought forever stamps on Amazon. Oh, well, so the Amazon back when they problem, were really cheap. I remember the Amazon issue uh, a lot of people had was they looked like it, but when you read the fine print and the listing, which I think they've made them take down, they were like doll size. They were like fake, like for doll house size stamps. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ridiculous. these look just like yeah, no, yours are regular right. stamps. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. You know, it's funny because you think about how much mail we used to mail. I don't think I mail a letter a month now. Yeah. Not even. Mine are like Christmas stamps from, I don't even know how many years ago from Costco. So they were on sale. Yeah, exactly. We have all those Santa that look almost like an old timey Coca-Cola nostalgic ad Santa. So whenever I send something, if I ever mail anything, even in July, it's got a Santa stamp on it. (laughs) Very smart. Because not only was it before an increase, Costco also had that special where they were discounting those stamps. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of those floating around. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So coming ahead, as I promised, we're going to talk about how important it is to not just get a single quote for so many different things or a single opinion, because it's not necessarily that somebody's trying to cheat you. They could just be wrong. We're kind of out of the habit of getting additional opinions and the reason or additional estimates or whatever you want to call it for different things, because we went through the period during the um, labor disruptions of COVID supply chain disruptions, the shortage of workers that was so severe in so many industries. I remember call after call hearing from people. I can't get anyone to call me back. I'm trying to get a bid to do this, that, or the other, and we're ready to go. I can't even get anybody to call me back, not even forget coming to see me. And then I love it. There was this period of time with anything people were doing to their homes where contractors said, oh, we don't give estimates. We just bill you as we go on a cost plus basis. And people were so desperate to have work done. They were saying, okay, okay, it sounds like a great plan. And then what's the if then? Then we'd hear from people who were weighing over their heads with whatever they were doing because they had no idea what they were getting into. The imbalance in the market is over, but the, the old thing of getting estimates from different people, getting opinions from different people, that really hasn't come back. We got that mentality in our heads, oh, I should just be happy they're going to do it. No, no. Okay, you go to a doctor, a doctor says, you know, this looks really bad. We're going to have to do blah, 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 blah to you. Or you go to a dentist and they say, wow, I mean, we got to, you know, rip these out and do this and do this grafting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe. Also, maybe not. We understand in medicine and dentistry the value when you're being told there's something bad wrong with you, that you go get other opinions. It's part of the business. It's what people in medicine know you're going to do and very wise because it's your life, your health, and your money, all three on the line at the same time. At the same time, you don't get an estimate when your car is misbehaving 
from somebody else or an opinion from somebody else, and hopefully more than one other somebody else, that person could be wrong at the place that says you need a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we are in, with cars, we are in an inferior position because most of us, well, we might know how to put gas in a gasoline car. We might know how to plug in an electric charger in an electric car. And that's the end of our knowledge. And so you are in a position where somebody tells you blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I guess I need a whatever. And thousands of dollars later, you get your car back. And what's the standard thing that happens so often that we hear about in our Team Clark Consumer Action Center? It's Car Monday. Every Monday, we hear from somebody who had some terrible story involving their car on the weekend. We know it. It's like clockwork. We're going to hear about that. You avoid that by, and again, the person could be in good faith telling you, you need the blah, 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 blah. But you get that second opinion, maybe a third opinion, because cars are expensive and you have to have them working, expensive to run, expensive to repair, all that. And maybe you need that. Maybe you don't. I had a gentleman, last time I talked about the car repair thing, he said, please, please tell people about heating and air repair. And I'm like, I'm all ears. The guy is a heating and air professional. And he was telling me a story about how he had quit a company because they put all the people on strict quotas that they had to find something wrong with your heating and air conditioning system every time they went for a seasonal maintenance, the twice a year thing that's so common in the industry. And if they didn't, they were fired. That They had to find things wrong to run up the bill. Now, I'm assuming that that's an exception. And most people in heating and air are as honest as could be. But he was just, he's like, you got to talk about this. So now I've done so. So whenever you're having something done, like let's say you want to do an addition or improvement to your home or update something in your home, you want that to be something that is thoroughly clear what the scope of work is, what materials are going to be used, what the work schedule is going to be, if there's any penalties for late completion, what happens with cost overruns, et cetera, et cetera. And you want multiple quotes from multiple home improvement contractors. Something that was impossible two years ago, and now we're back to more normalized, you can have that again. And I could name industry after industry. The point is clear. When you are in the inferior position of knowledge, getting additional opinions, i.e. or quotes, is essential and central. And what goes without saying? I've always talked about with car repair. You want to have an existing relationship with a mechanic you know and you trust. Many times we can't do that. If you have that, that's good as gold. But for most of the rest of us who don't have that, getting those additional opinions is the closest to truth serum you're going to find. And that's true in industry after industry after industry. Remember, it doesn't have to be cheating you like the HVAC guy was telling me. It could be just 
Somebody made a mistake. They thought it was this, and it was that. Krista? Rick in Indiana wrote in. He says, it pays to call. My wife rented a car from a car rental agency in October. She received a letter from them dated January 12th of 24th saying, during the course of the rental, our vehicle incurred tire damage. Repair cost $57.73. Admin cost $29. Total $86.73. Okay, that is the lowest amount we have ever heard from one of these administrative letters or emails from a car rental agency, I can recall. So they, if they were ripping you off, ripping your wife off, they were doing so at a discount. She didn't think she caused any damage to the rental car three months ago. I suggested she call to verify the rental information and that it was in fact the car she rented. She called, asked to talk to the person who signed the letter and wanted verification of the damage. The representative said they weren't there right now and didn't have any photos or anything in front of her. My wife got put on hold for a minute. The representative came back on the line and asked my wife to check her email. My wife did and saw a total refund for the repair charges. Simply making the phone call worked. Okay, I love this story because we're hearing one conundrum after another where weeks or months later, people are without notice getting these huge bills, many times just put through as a charge on their credit cards where the car rental company says you did X, Y, Z. That's why, and what I do would not have prevented this one. I shoot a video of the car rental when I return it and hold on to it in case the car rental agency says later, you ding this, you damaged that, you dented the other, because it's happening. We're hearing from so many people that this is happening to them. And I'm so glad... You stood up for yourself and got that bill wiped out. Pat in California says, is it to a consumer's advantage to register major appliances when purchased? They not only ask for your mailing address, but also for a phone number and email address. And this gives them permission to annoy the consumer with promotional emails, texts, and phone calls. So the compromise here that I've come to over the years, you don't have to register something in order to have the warranty in place. But if you give them your physical address and there's a recall and they know you have that product, you'll get that. But it makes no difference with the warranty you have. I would, for the exact reasons you said, I would not give them your email address and I would not give them your phone number. Your physical address is they can take one of those counterfeit stamps from China, (laughs) and they can send you the envelope. Mike in Oregon says, I very much appreciate your advice and listen every day on my 5 a.m. run in the South Eugene Hills. Wow. Yeah. 5 a.m. Do you see 5 a.m. except by accident? No, no. I often see 3 or 4 a.m. and then I go back to sleep. sleep. (laughs) I learned recently that my eight-year-old daughter may have been the victim of something called a brushing scam. A package was delivered in her name to her grandparents' house. I don't really understand what this is and what the implications of it are. I'm hopeful you could please explain. As part two to my question, I'm feeling that at a minimum, someone has some of my daughter's information and I would like to freeze her credit. However, after listening to your show in which you describe the potential perils of sending all of her info into a potential third party, I'm not sure what to do. I'm intrigued by your suggestion of making her an authorized user on a credit card and getting a sort of backdoor entry into the system. I'm wondering if you could please say more about the steps involved to do that. 
Sure. And um, first of all, what I suggested before may or may not work. But as far as her showing up at the grandparents' address and a brushing item for what that is, is usually someone who's a third-party seller, usually on Amazon, could be walmart.com, is trying to get nice ratings showing they've sold a lot of items and all that. And so they're sending stuff for free to try to improve their seller rating and their seller activity. Supposedly it happens on eBay as well, although I'm not familiar with that having happened there. So there's probably nothing nefarious going on involving your eight-year-old daughter. There are any of a number of ways that her name could be co-mingled with the address of her grandparents. So I wouldn't fret about that. The credit freeze, the problem for minors up to age 16 is that the credit bureaus require all kinds of extreme personal information. It then goes to third-party contractors to process who knows who they are. They're usually not even in the United States. And it could be a conduit to actually causing the identity theft you're trying to prevent in the first place. There's got to be a better system. So my weird suggestion, again, I haven't heard from anybody that it works, but you add your eight-year-old as an authorized user on a card. That will then create a credit identity. You've got to list their social security number on the authorized user process. You add them in the system. It'll probably generate a credit file for them that you can then track, not with the credit bureaus typically because of her age, but you'd be able to track it potentially on Credit Karma or another credit tracking service. So that was my roundabout kind of seat of the pants way of trying to know what's going on with credit. And you could, I mean, when I talk about Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian cheapening out and not doing good security and hiring these UFO independent contractors anywhere in the world, I mean, the odds are they're going to process that key personal information like social security card and all that honestly and legitimately, you just don't know. And that's why there's an enhanced risk up front. The benefit of having the freeze in place prevents somebody taking over the identity of a minor child, which is a very popular activity of criminals to do, is to create a basically a new synthetic identity that is undetected for years and years and years. So it is a shot in the dark what's the best solution here? It's just the way credit freeze for minors is done. I don't like it. I don't like how it's being done and it should be improved. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Know what we're devoted to is you, your empowerment with knowledge that gives you ways to save more and spend less and always avoid getting ripped off.